you see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Warlock, an expert of the occult and a master of exorcism. Hey, cuz! It's good to see you. This looks like a job for the both of us. Absolutely. Heroes. Legends. You have failed. Alright, we are back. You are listening live. Thanks for staying with us. And uh, if not, this is part two of our Elseworlds crossover breakdown. If you haven't listened to part one, go find us on iTunes and Stitcher and download that first. You can listen to any order you want because it's not like we're going to run over with topics here. We got <laughs> a whole brand new hour for you. So I have a quick correction, Bobby. You have a quick correction. It was oh, what jo- George Reeves. George what, Reeves, not Matt Reeves. See, and I just went through that you could listen to this one out of order, <laughs> and it wouldn't reference anything in the last show. Tough and you shit. referenced the last show, making me a liar within the first 45 seconds of me turning the microphones back on. How long, so, have, you, how long have you been here on Rain Man? It Digital? won't matter. We'll just read out of the book and change everything. Okay. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thanks, monitor. Yes. Way to fucking go. Uh, so let's just get in the Gotham and Batwoman then. You know? Fuck. Had a whole fucking vibe going there. and Like Cisco? Something like that. Hey, she looked, uh, she looked great. Right? Okay, so let's, let's get to that there because we were real kind of not, I'm not going to say skeptical, but we kind of were like, okay, those are Photoshop pictures. We cannot believe what we see. Yo, that was some bullshit because that looked exactly like what we fucking saw. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, that was about as hype as I've ever been on any of these shows, dude. Mm-hmm. She was fucking legit. Yeah, it was the best The, the suit looked amazing. The way she acted the character was amazing. She had the straight up Batman vibe. I don't like I don't care what you say. That was probably if not the best part of this crossover, pretty fucking close. Not that mm-hmm. I care. I, I, I'm coming straight out and say it, dude. But right. what do yeah. what do the viewers think? I don't know. I haven't been on Twitter. Oh, I assume I'm sure no, I don't Bob looked it up. Well, again, this was another character that they thought wasn't used enough in the crossover. Now, what most people don't realize is that this is a backdoor pilot into Superwoman or Superwoman, <laughs> Batwoman getting her own show. Yeah, you dumb fucks. Now, th- yeah, dumb, <laughs> dumb yeah. Fucks. So aggressive right off the bat. Now, for you guys that don't know, and I don't think this has officially been announced. And so I'm not breaking news, I'm going to say, but Caroline Dries, the person that wrote this show, is labeled as an executive producer of Batwoman. I wouldn't be surprised to see her listed as the showrunner, because if I'm going to take over this entity, this famous character, this city, like I want control of it from the beginning. So I'm assuming that because she's not a writer from uh, any of the Arrowverse before she's known for being the lady that filmed an airplane going into nine 11. She's one of, that's what she was in college oh, really? at NYU. And she pulled out her camera when she saw the plane. And she's one of the people that have supplied that footage. She's done other things in Hollywood, but <laughs> that's what she's most famous for. Wow. So a uh, little behind the scenes, like I said, Ooh. I don't know. I can't confirm it. It's not like 100%, but again, if I'm taking control of his show, I'm taking control of it from the beginning. I wouldn't be surprised for her to be the showrunner of Batwoman. It, I mean, it, it, you're not wrong, dude. I mean, if you you, it's your baby at that point. Like if, you, if you're in the backdoor pilot and you're you know and you're, I don't I don't I don't disagree, dude. I think she, it wouldn't be surprising to me at all. 
so one of the things we talked about was her look and it was like it, it they got the look correct based on the comics now we had talked about whether it was a wig or it was going to be her hair <clears throat> lauren okay i was like die hard like she needs to have red hair it's probably going to be like a long wig and then she'll probably have like the short red hair but honestly they kept her with the short hair and i i'm fine with it she she did kate kane really well Mm -hmm. kate is kate doesn't even do what bruce does bruce is this like oh god like he's this brooding man but then he turns on the charm when he needs to with bruce wayne and he knows how to be charismatic and personable and whatever but Kate is a little rough around the edges in general. She doesn't bother to turn a lot of that on. She, she could if she wanted to. She was still trying to throw some charm over at Kara, though. Totally. I mean, I but mean I'd but be I mean, all like, for that scissor fest. I was going to tell you right now, it. dude. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of <laughs> that. But Kate Kane is never, like, upbeat and super friendly. You know what well, I mean? Like, No, what you're, saying, what you're saying, Lauren, is that that Bruce Wayne knows how to be Bruce Wayne and he knows how to be Batman. He knows how to turn on the charm and be a completely different person. Yeah. So people don't go, well, that's fucking Batman. But like, she's like, just, she just is. fucking Kate's Batwoman. kind of always Kate. Yeah. So, um, I think reasonably it makes sense that she would be like, all right, you know what? I'm putting a wig on the like cowl, whatever. Like she may have wanted a little flair of, uh, drama there and then in real life didn't want to have that sort of hair but it's smart though too from from a character perspective because then no you're really creating a secret identity that nobody's yeah. going yeah. to think until they yank off your weed yeah it's not glasses <laughs> yeah. it's attached to the cow dude it has to be attached to the cow well, it, oh, it wasn't just glasses or whatever like it's an actual you know disguise then face paint yeah, yeah. So, so let well, i'm gonna go to my costuming girls here what did you guys mm-hmm. think overall nicole I thought it was good. Um, it looked pretty accurate. It was amazing. I just hands down, I loved every single part about Batwoman, from I, the portrayal down to the costume. I I can't complain. Again, yeah. I think the look was hit right off the bat that we weren't really worried about it. Like you know, that was our our, our main question. Like, well, okay, what are we gonna get? When here? we first saw it, we were questioning. Like you said, if is this photoshopped? Is this legit? Immediately, everybody was questioning if it was just something that somebody made and threw out on the yeah. Airway. Because everybody's like, that's fake. Yeah. I'm like, I got it off of the official site. The suit moved well. It mm-hmm. looked yeah. good on camera. It looked believable as a like bat family suit, and also like as something that she could move in. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, even in the, in the movies in dark Knight. I mean, shit, they address it. He can't move his fucking neck from Batman begins. So they literally yeah. changed the costume. This is something that legitimately looked like she could fucking fight crime in it. And I think that's, that's one of the things that as costumers, I think all of us in here have a costume at some point, we look at something and go, you're not gonna be able to move in that. That's fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. so this actually legitimately looked like she could fight crime and throw batterings and shoot. Hey, a- hands down to that point. That was the best battering throw throw that I think we've ever seen on, on, on anything, on any Ooh. film. Dude, she, that was that badass. Was, yeah. No joke. Okay. So let's get into that because that's the other part of it. Okay, cool. You have the look. But do her you have intro. the Ugh. actions? Her intro when she Fuck, came yes, swooping, she like she we- dropped down into the van. I was like, well, I have chills now. Like, I'm fucking sold. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I, she clearly instills the same kind of fear that Batman mm-hmm. does in criminals. Look, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Bobby and I talked about this before we got on here. When she came down onto the truck and she glanced up from the cowl and looked up, that was straight up. Like, I got chills. Yeah. That was the most Batman moment we've had since like since the real Batman. Uh, yeah, like it, it was <laughs> it was pretty fucking perfect. And the, and she shot the grappling gun and just yanked like that was dude, it was Batman. Like you said yeah. the batarang throw. Boom, drills the guy. The batarang comes and back. And it came back. I'm like we've dude, never had that. We've had <laughs> it stick in walls or stick in people. We've never seen it hit somebody and come back. And- I mean, look, I, as far as I'm concerned, that was probably the best introduction of a character we've gotten. It was the best at all. Ever. Yeah. I want to say that this was the best backdoor pilot we've seen. Yeah, dude. I I, I legitimately was sold when she threw the battering. I was like, all right, fuck, I'm watching this show. And I didn't need Mm -hmm. any more of it. They had so much Batwoman and so much Gotham. 
And, and, you know, her out of the cowl and in the cowl, just enough, like, it was perfect for me that I didn't need more. I was sold on the show. It was like, I, it was everybody else. Are you guys sold on the Batwoman show coming to CW next year? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm sold, but I'm bummed that, that Wayne Tower was in such shit state. She's bringing it back, but though. Bummed, but it made sense. I mean, you have to look it. at the story. Why, why, are, you bu- why are you bummed? That's story time well because yeah yeah i get it but like what she she's hanging out in the building like who's taking care of the building is well she said there's someone in r&d which is well it's gotta be lucius yeah yeah Yeah, and and, she mentioned she's got a guy that still works in r&d for wayne dude my dick got so hard when she said that dude she's turning Mm -hmm. that uh and the wi-fi password is alfred yeah Yeah. Yeah. like here's the thing (laughs) that 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 excites me is that not only do we get her as batwoman and an amazing portrayal but all of the the potential villains that could show up, and they just oh, tease right in this fucking like they literally hmm. were like, oh, you guys, you guys like, uh, you know, like chicken Alfredo. Let me put like a nine thousand pounds of fucking Parmesan cheese on top yeah. of it. Like that's what it was. It was just more and more and more on top of like, yo, who could show up in this first season? Now, now. I want to get to something. You brought up the Gotham part of it. Gotham is just as much of a character in any Mm -hmm. Batman film. Oh, yeah. Now, for you guys that Mm -hmm. don't know, they went out of Vancouver for the first time to film this. First time ever? Yes. Everything else has been filmed in Vancouver. They even moved Supergirl to Vancouver. It used to be shot, what, in LA? LA? Yeah. 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 And so everything else is shot in Vancouver. This was the first that they've went on location and they went to Chicago to film it. So if things looked very familiar from you, it was because they shot the exact same buildings that Nolan used for Gotham for Wayne Tower as their backdrop. Now, going into this spinoff, when it comes out, there's no way they can stay in Chicago. That's so expensive. It's How do they way do expensive. Yeah, and and I mean, your... when they had the rooftop setting, that... You can you can just get your shots of the city. Ahead, I was gonna say. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You like you can just get your shots of the city, and then you don't have to film there constantly. Yeah, you yeah. you get your get your background plates because when they were on top of the rooftop, I mean that was clearly set dressing. That was clearly uh, yeah. Oh yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah. But, you mean they don't put gargoyles in the middle of the fucking yeah? How did right? that work? Inside? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like it, it was clear that it was a set, but that street that they were on, I mean, it's it's like a block away from Hard Rock. Those those the parking garage and everything is right next to the Hard Rock. Well, so, I think, and and that was in uh, the Nolan verse. Well, isn't that the legit spot where the Joker crashes the truck? Like this is the same street. Yeah, they they went through yeah. and they and they you know I guess put their nod on it, but it was just amazing to see her you know in Gotham. I mean, Gotham felt alive to me, and that's what I wanted. Well, I mean, how many how many times have we seen Batman or Batwoman or, or Robin doing the brooding shot on top of Wayne Tower, standing? They, dude, they literally did the same sh- like. It was perfect. I think, and you're right, Gotham is its own entity. Anytime you hear Gotham, you think, well, A, there's a shitty show that is on TV, but there's also, (laughs) it's its own entity. And I think the way they did it, the lights, how things were lit up. I mean, yeah, we had the original Michael Keaton Batmans where there was huge monster statues and shit (laughs) that wasn't, that just wasn't Gotham. But this felt like we got a full version of Gotham in literally what, like 10 minutes? Yeah. I, I, you got to think about it. Ten minutes, and we literally felt like we were in Gotham. Yeah, and, but, and that was the beautiful thing about it is, if they would have done that in Vancouver, we would have felt like it's Vancouver. Yeah, so right. they were very smart on moving over. It's interesting so, to see. Correction number oh, two: oh. House of Blues, not Hard Rock. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit, Steve. No, I'm gonna correct what myself. Steve Don't worry about it, Steve. We're wrong more than we're right. <laughs> He got the restaurant wrong. It was the wrong restaurant. It had nothing restaurant. to do with anything. It's a club. It's a club. I don't give a fuck, Steve. <laughs> it could have been a fucking McDonald's and you were like, I got a Whopper there. I'm like, I don't give a shit. It has nothing to do with Batwoman, Gotham, or anything we're talking about right now. God, course correction. I like how we have to fucking recant statements so you can fucking feel better about yourself. Are you are you good now? Can Angelica talk? I don't well, remember I what I was going to say anymore because that shit was ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. So you brought up Gotham. I will transition this into something. (laughs) You brought up Gotham. That shitty show is ending. I have a feeling that was the reason that we saw first initials and last names of all those Easter eggs in Gotham instead of actual real characters. 
Now, Probably. Angelica, what was your favorite character in Arkham Asylum? Googly Heims. <laughs> yeah, that was my. What? I was like, I was like are you fucking kidding like me? Did creep? they just do this right now? Did they just put him in Arkham? Are you kidding me? Fantastic! They put him on blast. Fantastic! Put him on blast. Oh, that was that was my favorite part of the crossover. I'm really not kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, okay. Ryan, did you call Mark Guggenheim a creep? Yeah, he was. He, his superpower is creeping. Why? He's not Kreisberg. Yeah, oh, that's right. you guys are thinking of Kreisberg. Yeah, Kreisberg was the creep. Whatever. Guggenheim dude. just tanked our yeah. show. Yeah, Kreisberg oh, right. got fired. Guggenheim still works on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the cell next to him would have said a Kreisberg, I would have felt so much better. Because, that would have been awesome. Uh, but I'm I'm sure there's probably laughing. like uh, but they, some kind of rule. Yeah, there's also, probably a rule there. also like that was a nod. That was like like a like a happy homage to to Guggenheim. And I feel like they would have. People would have thought that they were like honoring or nope. like giving a little like, hey, buddy, to Kreisberg. Nope. I felt like a, a really shitty Batman. I just want to tell you, I felt like a really shitty Batman fan mm-hmm. when I had to look up what Clayface's original name was. I was like, God. Well, I, he's popped, had, I was like, I'm an idiot. He's had three or four. Yeah, I felt like, I know, but I just felt like an idiot. I was like, God, how did I not I know did that? love that like, they brought, uh, not, I feel like not a lot of like Batman movie fans, like the basic Batman fans. <laughs> Know who Clayface is? So basic bitch I Batman that, fans. Basic bitch yeah, Batman. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> but I don't think a lot of them know who Clayface is. I mean, you got you got Penguin. No. You got um, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. The yep. the also, question about the riddle. I know what's Scarecrow. black and white and red all over. What the fuck is blue and black and red? All, wait, yeah, blue and black and red all over. Someone's beating Riddler the fuck up. after you got beat the yeah. fuck up by yeah. Batman. <laughs> I or just, what he wants to do to the Batman. I just thought it was a funny riddle. Because I'm like, I know the other one, but what the fuck is this one? Well, how legitimately hyped did you get when you saw that? It was like, okay, now I am I was sold on, on Ruby Rose's Batwoman. I lost my goddamn yeah. oh, mind. Well, you, well you, you get hyped about Ruby Rose's Batman in her introduction. And then you go to Arkham Asylum and you see all these names and shit. It's like, okay, I was already hooked. Okay. Now y'all are grabbing me and just like... I'm getting yanked into this universe. You're feeding me little treats, walking me down the aisle uh, of all these cells in Arkham Asylum. And then we go into this other room and we see uh, we see Nora freeze and uh, then, and she's looking for some some cold gun stuff and whatever. And we see, you know, the gun sitting there and it says V freeze. And then we see Bane's mask yeah, sitting so there. Sick. And then, and then we see a little, oh, a little carton. Right. Yeah, my pants got really tight. Then at that we part. see a carton of little uh, little vials, yeah. and it says crane on it. And I went, "Oh yep. no!" Like, it wasn't <laughs> like that. Was it slow mo? Like, and it was a beautiful oh. setup too. Oh, yeah. like, the fear talks in. It was so good. And Ruby Rose, that little fucking minx, coming in as Batwoman, just being like, "Yeah, they've been yeah, hit by a, a powerful thing. hallucinogenic. <laughs> it's a thing around here." Like, God, it was so good. It was so good. Now that scene alone was worth the price of a mission. Yeah, the, the, the fight, fight scene, scene, the yeah. fight scene on, under under the toxin. Yeah, that might have been the best directed and shot scene I have seen on any of the shows. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree, man. It, it was. It, it took me. It took me a second to realize why they were literally showing up the way that they were, and it, it, not because of the. To- I just meant like. He's dressed like him. He's dressed like him. Why would he not see? It was just, it was beautifully shot. And the way they did it where the cuts were smooth, it wasn't, you it, know. It was beautifully edited. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very was well done. The way that the camera like bounced obviously, in and out and everything too. And and the fact yes, that it was storytelling yes, yes. with a fight was so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think the... You know, we, we've always enjoyed Malcolm Merlin and Tom Cavanaugh or, or, you know, reverse flash or Wells. And it was just a, a really neat scene, you know, and I think it also, when we talked earlier about Barry and, and Oliver learning a lot about each other, they learned a lot in that one fight scene, just a shitload. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A shitload. And I think that was a, one of the coolest parts about it too. Yeah. It was a cool fight scene and it was neat. But that was a huge part of it, too, is them learning about each other's... Truly know. saw through each other's eyes yeah. what the other yeah. one had gone through and dealt Whoever with. Whoever wrote that scene needs to 
keep writing for all of these shows well, forever. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is that it, that that's the new writer that they brought in. Like I said, that's probably going to end up being the showrunner. And then that's James Bamford. James Bamford is known for the action scenes yeah. in Arrow. That anytime we see his name pop up at the beginning of an Arrow episode, it's like this is going to be we an action packed scene. We're going to see something fucking cool. Yeah. And again, we've seen Arrow have this transition over the last couple like months to where their fight scenes have gotten less parkour and more or just like fucking brutal hand to hand and they kept mm-hmm. that same feel there and then going into a speedster fight and it's the first speedster fight we've actually seen in forever mm-hmm. yeah and because we don't have that we don't really get those as villains until the second half of this year probably. <laughs> spoiler alert if you're not Spo- caught up yeah spoiler alert I just think that shot was that whole entire scene and shot was was very beautifully done. It had the nods to Batman with the with the fear toxin. Um, it it had a a really good part of Ruby, you know, Kate Kane coming in and stopping the fight. That's the only thing I was kind of like iffy about because she was like, she just fucking kicked them and dude, they're she, both done. Dude, she That's fucking smoked, <laughs> smoked, and then and then did she like RKO fucking Barry? I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I, I, to be fair though, every time you see someone that's like so consumed by Scarecrow's fear toxin like that, they're totally engulfed in what they're seeing, what they're doing, and so they don't have their normal reflexes. Not they're alert. they're not gonna see. Shut up. <laughs> they're not gonna see someone coming up. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be so in yeah. this and trying to like. Like not yeah. die by the hand of their arch nemesis that like, yeah, of course she's going to walk up but and just be like, did, and kick, kick, done. But how <laughs> did she cure them? She just knocked the shit out of them? Like, that's what, that's what I'm supposed to believe. Yeah, dude, you yeah. just get your, you just get your, you just get a concussion and you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's, she's already experienced experience this clearly exactly she's what like, it was so she's like oh let me just like she's like i've seen batman do this he just concusses everyone and they're good to go that's fine yeah. also it depends on the dosage too and that clearly wasn't like some of the crazier stuff because like the world around them was the same yeah. it was just yeah. the person i'm gonna shut up <laughs> you are such a i love right. that you're the biggest bat nerd was, in here it was a microdose. it wasn't a full dose yeah. uh, oh okay it's been sitting there for a while school? too i, mean, I learned I'm it from watching batman yeah, so the shelf life is bad, Angelica. Yes. You're saying it's you expired. Go. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll buy that. Not, yeah, I'll buy that. But what that did for me with her, <laughs> what that did for me is it showed her being a badass. That she just took yeah. out the Flash and Green Arrow in one fucking move. Yeah, but, you know whether she caught him off guard or not, she was capable of handling herself. Yep. Yep. Now we got introed into so many new characters. The biggest one, I think, and, you know, not name wise, but it's going to be for this universe is Psycho Pirate. Mm-hmm. Now, when the breakout happened and I think I've confirmed it with most of you, I thought that was somebody from Court of Owls. Yeah, I legit I thought it, too. Too. Uh, it was, too. Yep, I thought it was, too. I thought, uh, no, Angelica's the only one. She's like, no, she's like, Psycho Pirate. She's texting me. I'm like, I didn't see Psycho Pirate at all. And I was like. And then I'm like, Court, Court of, of Owls? Owl's mask looks like an owl face. It's got yeah. like a little hooky beak sort of guy. Yeah, the but Angelica likes pirate shit, so like, it makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. Psycho pirate isn't even a pirate. I know, but yeah. that, it's just got pirate <laughs> in the got name. It's got pirate in the name, okay. like butt pirate. This is, this is <laughs> just like that. Yeah, but he's me, so butt pirates, the that makes sense. because they there. The logic is not there at all. When they Ryan steal the booty. Whatever. You like pirates. It's okay. Whatever. So, Psycho Pirate is going to have a big part in the crossover next year. Um, Lauren, explain to everybody what this man does. Yes, please do, because I am unfamiliar. <laughs> I am very unfamiliar. Psycho Pirate has the Medusa mask, which, like, later on became just a little eye patch doodad that had, like, and, like, the Medusa mask was, like, fused into part of his brain. Super crazy. But... Uh, he has the Medusa mask, and based on the expression that the Medusa mask has, he can control the and, and manipulate the emotions of others around him. But he's also a scientist who studies like multiversal sort of stuff. And uh, there were some pretty crazy things that that happened that we didn't even notice in shows like The Flash. Like there were some hints towards this that we all should have seen, and I'm very disappointed in all of us. <laughs> what what did we miss? What did we miss? So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you this... saying the Flash episode in the crossover no, or no. the Flash no. historically? Historically. Historically. Speaking. Okay. Oh. Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gents. 
So, um, our it, own conspiracy theorist. I suppose mm-hmm. it should have been maybe a thought in our minds, but also who the fuck has read Crisis on Infinite Earths within the past 10 years? Like, let's be real. Um, but in Crisis on Infinite Earths, the, the Marv Wolfman didn't want to get rid of the, he didn't want to kill the flash, but the flash was kind of floundering as a book and people thought that Barry Allen was boring. So DC wanted him to be one of the characters that died among the hundreds of deaths in, you know, that book. Uh, but he didn't want to do it. He wanted to kind of spare him. So he just had Barry disappear in the crisis. That's exactly what happens to Barry in 2024, right? Like that's exactly what is in that newspaper. Um, and then we see later on, um, so, and, and Psycho Pirate is a big deal in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like he's, he is a big part of that series. Um, and he is the one who says, worlds live, worlds die, nothing will ever be the same. That's a Psycho Pirate quote. And then, so when we get Nora, um, when we get Nora in, in that like first episode where she shows the uh, the the newspaper mm-hmm. to Barry, and she's like, "Yeah, you never you never came back. You never came home. Like this is this is what's going on." Um, in that newspaper, there's a couple things. One is um, red skies disappear. Like, okay, well now we know where the red skies came from. It's the Monitor, and it's all mm-hmm. this like crazy stuff. But someone trans someone on like comicbook.com or something transcribed the Some newspaper. Virgin. Some guy that's never seen Some a vagina virgin. except for the fucking internet. Yeah. So, but okay. there is He's a, a backer for the blowjob machine. So here's here <laughs> is an excerpt from that. So so Roger Hayden, who is Psycho Pirate, um, gives a statement in the article in the newspaper, and he says, um, it, so he's like. He's he's been researching all of this and whatever, and like he claims to remember the night of events. Um, he said upon his arrest, worlds lived, worlds died, nothing will ever be the same, and nothing ever was. Staring at the golden statue of the Flash, this reporter remembers the words of former police chief Joe West. We don't have the details. Like that's that's a chunk from that newspaper. They are absolutely teasing. So, so, so wait, so, and they've uh, been teasing. Now the question. Okay, my question is. This is the original newspaper, the original one we first is, see in the first season this is, of Flash, right? This one is the uh, the second one. That quote is in the second one. Okay. After did, it changed. After it changed. And that was at the beginning of this season. Jesus Christ. First of all, Lauren, <laughs> yeah. did you black out in that entire description? Almost. Secondly... <laughs> if that's the case... She did that last night during Legends 2 while we were on break. Oh my God. <laughs> It, I was like, can you do that again tomorrow on air? Holy I wasn't shit. recording this. If, if that's the case, if that's the case, and they've been doing this for this long, and their whole thought-out process was to get to this point at some point, A, that's fucking amazing. B, that... I just... I that, did, that's like, that's, a, long that's game. a long game. And I think for... You may be right, Bobby. If, if they're going to go that long game, introduce... Uh, Psycho Pirate, and then go straight into another crossover to start next season. Like that I, makes I a think lot of we're sense. Getting a reboot of, in, and not like me, not maybe like a like a hard reboot of the whole, but thing, a soft. But I think we're getting a rearrangement of the whole Arrowverse. Big changes are coming. There's you cannot walk out of Crisis, Crisis on yeah. Infinite Earths without a major, major shakeup of all of these shows. I mean, you just can't. It, it's it's going to be one of those things that we're going to see how they play this out. I don't want to get on this hype train like we have before and get all excited about it, but it makes sense. You know, they could bring Superman and Supergirl to this world. They could bring Black Lightning. If they really want to connect the universes across the TV and they're all run by Berlanti one way or the other, they could bring in Titans and Swamp Thing and oh. other things that are coming up on the DC Universe and put them all on one <laughs> world. <laughs> Thanks I didn't even touch her and I got her all excited. Uh, oh. I just, my only, <laughs> oh my God, you guys act like I'm hideous. No, it's just that was a weird I think my, my only, my and we talked about this, Bob, before we went on air. I think the, the, the problem with bringing Supergirl over or Superman over into Earth One is you now you create... A problem where 
and I, we talked about this where it's like, okay, Arrow's got a problem that he can't fix. Why don't you just call Supergirl? She'll just come at any time. I think by having her on another Earth, it, it, it effectively nerfs her for our our. But she has the little breacher thing that she can come across anytime right. we needed her anyway. Hey, so also, real quick, side ahead. note. Um, Psycho Pirate also at one point um, during Underworld Unleashed sold his soul to Neron for more power. Which that links that to Legends of Tomorrow. Kapow! Holy fuck, dude. So we could be having Damn. something big coming. Well, I mean, if it, look, I'm going to tell you right now. If they do Crisis on, on Infinite Earths and it's not Crisis on Infinite Earths, I think you're going to have a lot of nerds fucking rage quit. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. You, you already yeah. kicked us in the dick with Flashpoint. It's got to be can't do so it again. big. They're, they're teasing it now. Yeah, it has, to, it has to be huge. Yeah, they're setting that shit up now. So yeah. you know they got something planned. So, you know, Psycho Pirate wasn't the only kind of new character we were introduced to. Uh, Mazo we saw for the first time. Dude was sick. I wasn't like a real huge... Like, I didn't know the character, but, you know, after looking it up and seeing what they did with it, it was a strong villain to bring in for kind of like the villain of the week. Uh, the Monitor, what did you guys think of him? I thought he was great. I thought he was cool. I, he, I think he was stoic. He was the Monitor. Well, what, the only Amazo that I've ever seen was in the animated movie. I forget which one it was where Nightwing and, yeah. and um, Batman defeat Amazo. Um that's the only version I've ever seen mm-hmm. of him. Um, but from what I saw, that the CG was really well done. Um, it looked very seamless. The fight scene was really good with him. With the monitor, he gave off that otherworldly, like kind of persona or 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 like vibe to him. He just seemed like well, like he was stoic. He like was stoic. Saying. He 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 commanded your respect, and well, I, not intimidated by him either. Right, and I think. Um, they did a really good job of adding that that character to to this. I, it 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 made you feel like he had a cosmic feel to him, and I think that was what they were going for. Um, but yeah, I I think he was it was very well done, very so, well acted. So this next character, and I'm going to direct this towards Lauren because we did this Constantine show over the summer. Were you confused as fuck when Dean was introduced? Yeah, I was like, wait a second, what? Because what this, is he this, doing? Because he's also a professor. Yes, this man was a professor who's basically constant one of Constantine's friends in the Constantine show, the actor, not the character. And it drew me off at first because they put him in that classroom scene, and they're like, oh, um, you know, and he's doing his thing. I was like, wait, they're bringing Constantine into this. And this man had an episode of Constantine to where he basically had the book. He was alternate reality. He could make his own world. And he decided to come back to the real world. And so it threw me off so fucking much to have this man introduced. Do you yeah. think that was done on purpose? I don't know, because now he's playing Dr. Destiny. So, like, it, I feel like it has to be. But he's still got the mullet. He doesn't seem very Dr. Destiny to me. He doesn't seem all, like, intimidating. I, I don't he know. He seems creepy as fuck. <laughs> but he's got a mullet. <laughs> that mullet was sick. It's kind of creepy. Okay. Nah, mullets fair. are cool. It's dude. creepy in a different way, but like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but this, I mean, it's, it was really, really off-putting at first. I was like excited. And then I was like, wait, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it, right? I no. was like, they brought a Constantine character in. No, psychology. This is different. This is different. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it just weirded me out at first. And- is that is that, a, is that a problem too with like bringing a character in or bringing an actor in that has played another I, superhero oh, okay. deal? I think, it, I think it isn't, except for like what Bobby was saying. In this instance, it's weird because it's in the same shared universe. Not even but that. But it's not, though. It, it's, it, not it, TV-wise. It was just the fact that the dude dresses, acts, looks exactly the same. If he would have cut his fucking mullet or been in different like clothes, I probably wouldn't have seen it at first. But the fact was, I was watching it going, wow, he just used his wardrobe from Constantine and came over and uh, is doing about the exact same thing. That's where it threw me off. If he would have been doing anything else, it would have taken a while for me to Figure put two out. and two together. But the fact that he was kind was of doing similar. the same thing. Yeah, he was a professor at a university again. Like, you know what I mean? Like talking about his research. Maybe he just gets typecast <laughs> as a professor, you know, like he's just Maybe. really good at it. But also, <laughs> I mean, how did... It, 
I don't I don't know if I love or hate what they did with his face because Dr. Destiny has like a skull yeah, for a, skull. a face. Yeah. It's like we're we're talking like Skeletor like he man like I yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> um I I I like it but also part of me is like, but he's got a skull. But then how do you like just give a dude a skull yeah, for it, a face? I think you know? this like, works better yeah. on screen than just giving him a skull face. Although they did do it with Red Skull, so hey. But know. I think they don't wanna yeah. they don't wanna do that I don't connection know. I, to Red Skull. Like they want it to look a little bit different. So that yeah. way we're yeah, not right. like yeah. oh he like we got like a Thanos they character a and a Red Skull character. Okay, like so I'm I'm looking at an image right now from a Vertigo imprint, and he looks more like what he did in the Flash, more than, melty face rather yeah, than skull yeah. face. Yeah, totally. Um, oh. I think they found a nice in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of like <laughs> Doctor Destiny, found a, I found a frame where he's got the skullet. Skullet. Yeah. Um, Jesus, is that what we're gonna call it? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> Dr. Skullet. You know what? They gave him... I think it works. They gave him a gaunt face. Like, if you look at how he got melted or whatever you want to call his face at the mm-hmm. end there, it, it if you put a hood up, it would have a very skull vibe to it, I think, maybe. I he think obviously, so. Yeah, I just think because he doesn't have the hood up or anything, it kind of looks like a... You know, he looks like a zombie at this point, but I think if he threw a hood up and the, and the shadows hit him right, it might look like a skull. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last kind of new character we saw this week was Nora Freeze. Now, I kind of was excited about this one, but I almost felt like this was just throwing Stephen Amell's wife a bone. Yeah. That was his wife? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. The America's Next Top Model person hey. that now hasn't been in, like, a lot. I don't know. Hey, look. Caitlin needs something to do. Can we have her fight another fucking Freeze character? Like, just let him fucking fight, dude. Like, I just feel like that's what it was. As much as I... I it was neat to see Nora freeze and neat to see Victor freeze's gun and Mr. Freeze. Like I, would, I felt like it was like, Hey, we just need Caitlin to blast some ice shit. Why don't she blast ice shit at another it, ice character? I right? feel like I wouldn't feel the same way if it wasn't Stephen Amell's wife. I don't think I would be as like critical about it if it wasn't his wife. Critical. See, I, I didn't know until you guys just said it. I, it was my low point for the, for the, the crossover really? was having her. I would have rather just had, give me Victor. Yeah. Just yeah. give yeah, me well, Victor just, proper. But, uh, it, it, this is something that, again, I think with Gotham locking in a lot of those characters, yeah, we got to wait till that's canceled. Yeah, you're and, restricted. And once that's do. done and that license is free for them to go, this is why Batwoman is going to be probably fucking king shit because they'll be able to pull off these characters without worrying about, you know, Fox going, well, we have the license for that. We did our own stupid one. Eat dicks. Fuck. Yeah. They gave us the real <laughs> Bane mask, though. That so was like, fucking rad. Ryan, thought, right. Ryan, Ryan would disagree with you. No, that uh, mask was cheesy and a piece of shit you could buy on eBay. But. No, no, no I meant shape wise. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. So as far as like the design and everything. Yeah. That was cool. I, I, I but. Man, I'm only as, talking. As far that. as masks go, it was a piece of shit mask. But you know, what do I know about that? Yeah. What do you know? Skullcap Bane. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to point that out anytime I can. Thanks, man. Uh, what were you guys' favorite Easter eggs? Let's close it out talking about the thousands of Easter eggs we saw. Oh boy. John Diggle. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, weird that you're not wearing your ring, bud. Yeah, that right there was by far my favorite Easter egg. The fact that they threw that in there and like the fact that that it was it's been joked about it's been joked about a hundred bajillion times and the fact that it was john wesley ship dressed as the 90s flash yep. calling himself barry allen yeah. was yes. fucking awesome is I think, your last name stewart yeah. in this dimension yeah like it was just <laughs> if if somehow it would have like oh let me go get your like it it would have been cool but oh. i i definitely love that easter egg it's probably one of my favorite by far does diggle have to be green lantern in the crossover God, I want that so hard. In, in, infinite. Yep. I, I feel like you have. Does if he you're come do out it, afterwards being a Green Lantern? Bring Earth 90 fucking Diggle over as. Just do it. At this point, just do it. We can't God, love him more. Amazing. I mean, I come said, on. I think we could. I mean, All can that. you imagine his arms in the in the? Oh my god, Walks. in that suit, oh. his tree trunk arms. Yeah, <laughs> well, we we talked about Oliver filling out a tight ass suit. Oh my god, Diggle oh my god. is definitely going to do that Green Lantern suit mm. justice. Oh. 
<laughs> so, okay. So really quick, I when I was doing all of my like nerdy digging on the internet for different things you about the crossover. Or well, no, people oh. have definitely photoshopped him as like oh. John Stewart Green Lantern. Oh. Like definitely. <laughs> tip, 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 tip. Um, but also, also, so, um, so him being like him having Barry Allen from that earth say like, oh, where's your ring? Like blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> Beth Schwartz, one of the showrunners said fans shouldn't expect to see that tease play off on earth one in the immediate future. One earth one. Yeah. <laughs> to be continued. She teased to reporters during an Elseworlds press screening. No, we were all really excited about that fun nod, but I'm not sure what's to come of that really. And then the flash showrunner Todd Helbing chimed in. It's not been written yet. And then she went, yeah, it's not been written yet. 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 You can't say things like that. Yeah, you can't look. in there. Look, I, I'm going to speak for everyone on the show here. We all fucking love Diggle. And if Diggle showed up Diggle, Diggle, in Diggle. the cross... His arms need to be bigger in, in all of these as- like, photoshopped photos. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think that we, we've always discussed on what is the future for Diggle. And, and I think if that were... If that were to happen, I think we'd all be super psyched. And some of these photoshops are fucking amazing. And there's one in particular that I just, yeah. Boner Send time. it over. I'll put it on our Instagram. All right. Is it, is it his head Take on uh, Ryan Reynolds' body? No, no. <laughs> no, there's one. It's like, it's, it's. Oh, wait. Hey, there is his head on Ryan well, Reynolds' yes, body. Yeah, there is yeah, one, but that's not the one is. I'm talking about. So for, <laughs> you know, going back to like the Easter egg section. You know, there was a lot of things that, you know, they drew nods to old Batman stuff. And that's what I think I geeked out the most about. Like the head, uh, the the statue head. The statue mm-hmm. head. The bust. The, yeah, the old bard himself. The Gotham City police asked for backup on Nolan and Burton. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the frenemies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the world's finest was the thing that I was like, <laughs> So oh they ha- if she they have to have a crossover called the world's world they finest. have to I thought we, I, they no they had, they had an episode they had an yeah. episode called world's finest and supergirl but, and yeah. it didn't make any sense right but like yeah oh, them them shaking hands just being like world's finest like oh, my heart are you okay no <laughs> oh my god she just diggled uh, oh she diggled all in her never mind uh, gross oh, I hated it. <laughs> 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 You know, no one no. can ruin a room like me. Yeah. <laughs> so in the evidence room, we talked about a lot of the Bane masks. Did you know mm-hmm. Penguin's, Penguin's umbrella was in there? Mm-hmm. Hugo Strange's sunglasses, Riddler's cane were all in that, that scene too. There was so much going on there. Uh, the other things that I did like were... Did you guys know the Trigger Twins are really something out of the DC universe? I did not know really? that, actually. If you, I did if, not. The Trigger Twins were from 1951 All-Star Western 58. Jesus. Oh, my God. Wow. Go Google that. They even Chuck had, they even had bandanas them. around their neck. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's All-Star Western. <laughs> oh, 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 they look oh. like the ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so did Mary and Ollie. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> So oh, I was like, oh, look, they're a gay couple now. <laughs> there was everything that they did was intentionally thought out yeah. and done really well. There was nothing in there that wasn't a nod to something in the Arrowverse, you know, and do we saw the black suit Superman come into this, you know, and that was like one of the big Easter eggs. And we said, was this a fuck you to the, you know, the DC movie universe that some reason didn't use black suit Superman during Justice yeah. League? Mm. What did you guys think of the suit, the black suit? It looked great. Yeah, it, it looked fantastic. Badass. And, and it, again, we, we talked about it. It made sense for what it was. He was literally a different person. Like, it made sense for him to have the black suit on. I do love the nod when Superman actually showed up and was like, nice suit. Like, I, I, right. I think, yes, this was an absolute stab at the movie verse, though. Like, it, it's like, why didn't you use this? Um, but it made sense for, for this. Like it wasn't, it was a stab, but it made sense for him to actually be wearing a black suit. So for me, I thought it looked great. It was literally just a black version of the other one. Like it looked really good. And I think we've all agreed that the Superman suit 
the the one that he wears that Tyler wears is is a really good suit. Like it yeah. looks Superman. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I think f- for them to do it, it made sense. So th- th- there was another kind of weird thing that I don't know that I saw, but they were comparing the scene between uh, black suit Superman trying to snap Barry's neck to Zod. Yeah. At the end there. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. So. The uh the other one that I liked a lot, uh, Legends of Tomorrow was in the episode. Whether you guys believe <laughs> yeah, it or not, it was. no, oh. it's Steve. It is more than you think. <clears throat> the bartender is from Legends of Tomorrow. That when Cisco was playing, like you know, hey, you a fuck you guy. Hey, forget mm-hmm. about hey. it. You know, the Gary. New Yorker Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Yorker Mexican. <laughs> Good old Gary from Legends of Tomorrow. Gary from Legends of Tomorrow was the bartender, the dude with the cheesy ass smile. Now, there is some speculation out there that the Time Bureau knew that that was going on because he was wearing his Time Bureau pin on the jacket. Was he really? Yes. I was trying to look at all of his pins. He was a big fan of like the trigger twist. I don't know. Go ahead, Angelica. Oh, no. I was just trying to look at all of his pins, but he was just super, super adorable. And I just. That's it. If you were watching this season of Legends, you might not think he was adorable. He, he only has <laughs> he only has one nipple. Yeah. What happened a to the uni- other one? He got bit off by a unicorn. Yeah. You only need. What? Don't worry about what the fuck's going on. You in only Legends. need one nipple. It's not your on. goddamn business. Holy Even shit! Shows. I am way behind. <laughs> Holy fuck! Unicorns so, eating nipples. Yeah, Where has man. that show gone? Get banished. Why to am hell I not watching this? I just saw, <laughs> yes, I just saw a really know? weird advertisement for Legends where it's like Charlie's Angels, but more girls making out which is kind of everything i've ever wanted but like also what the fuck is happening yeah. on legends wait i'm missing chicks making it was, out it was a parody uh portion the the mid-season finale for legends also aired this week and they, they had jokes. a huge um for everyone that didn't watch legends of tomorrow this episode um they did talk about the crossover they specifically said so they get on the ship and gideon says to them you missed calls from Barry Allen, Oliver Queen, and Kara Zor-El. And they went, ugh, sounds like the annual crossover episode. And yeah. Hard it. pass. <laughs> <laughs> so no. that's why there was no Wally. Wally's, Wally's not, not, not on, on the ship anymore. What? No. Nope. Yeah, he's just gone. Yay. Did they explain him away? Yeah, he decided to leave. Yeah, he said he's it wasn't finding for him. himself still. Aw, oh, darn. Oh, he's, oh, he's doing shoot. that. So, so the... <laughs> The, the other thing that they did was, you know, they had that nod uh, to the 90s Flash, bringing back John Wesley shit and putting them in the costume. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't use them more because I think I saw more time of him on the Internet in the costume than was actually shown. Yeah, yeah I would have I would have yeah, liked him to actually be a part of the crossover and like actually help them. Um, I think he was having too much of a hard time talking to those front teeth that were fake as fuck. Oh. <laughs> you notice the dumbest shit, Steve. I swear to well, God. Well, his face, his cowl was like smooshed into his face. He was like having a hard time. His being, chin's like, really so big, nasally, he can't really help toothy. it. Yeah, he's got a butt chin, dude. Leave him alone. It's a, it's a manly chin. They're probably just like, you gotta push your chin out. The kiss of the cowl looks better. And <laughs> All right, here we are, guys. I got it. <laughs> I'm gonna get you out of there. <laughs> Like, I just, I'm glad they didn't let him run. Oh. Oh. Break a hip. Oh. <laughs> I Whatever. Just, I was just imagining a lot of uh, shaking happening. That's I. I don't think it would be so tight. What is he? Like have Parkinson's? Parkinson's? Oh, oh, wow. oh wow. Jinx, you owe me a coke. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was in the episode too. That's why I did it. So dumb. Uh, the other thing that I thought was cool was back to the Superman versus Batman movie where they kind of played off the Ezra Miller, you know, head coming through the breach to oh, tell us some yeah. information. Yeah, so, he was. Which, yeah, yeah. That was Old that was Mary. yeah that was definitely a nod towards that too as well. I think I, I agree with you though, man. I was kind of bummed that he actually didn't show up more. I, they had, like you said, you saw it on the internet everywhere of him standing next to Oliver and Barry and and then all of a sudden the monitor's like, see you later, loser. Yeah, like, Audi. later, nerd. Like, I just was, it was a little bummer. But, but story-wise, I'm okay again, with it. Made, like, I don't, I don't, if yeah. they put yeah. it in more, it, it would have felt forced and I would have just been like, cool, I don't need this. Like, 
hooray, they gave him like time and like social media and stuff like that. Like we do love to see him, but I, I didn't need it for the story. Yeah, as yeah. much as I love the mm-hmm. '90s Flash, because uh, I grew it just up with doesn't it, look the same. but yes, but seeing him come back as and be Jay Garrick and and do that whole thing, yeah, that was a much well, yeah, better, yeah, yeah, absolutely am- amazing thing. Uh, the other thing is that I guess the Batwoman, the final scene of the episode, parallels her first appearance in the comics. Is it really? That's what I'm reading here. Oh, that's neat. The way you said. Was it really? I love when they do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Um, did anyone notice in um in the scene with all the dead heroes, by the way, talking about like, you know, like John Wesley ships, Flash, Earth, and everything, Earth ninety, right? Smallville Green Arrow. Yeah, yep. Smallville Green Arrow. Yeah. Man oh man. Stargirl. There was all yeah. kinds of yeah. Which is cool. That's people. That's yeah, cool promotion for Stargirl now coming up, even yeah. though we already, you know, had a Stargirl on the shows cock, anyway. Cock girl and cock man. Yeah. I'm glad they're not the cocks. All right. The final thing I want to do is we have the hugest crossover probably coming. What do we need out of that crossover? For it to be accurate. I, I think that the ultimate thing is, and I, I said it earlier, if they're gonna do Crisis on Infinite Earths, it has to be done Don't right. Lie. Don't don't half-ass it. Yeah, don't lie. Don't give us flashpoint, and then it's not flashpoint. If you're gonna do this, fucking do it. And I think that's the my biggest gripe. If they if if they give us some kind of watered down version, it's gonna ruin it. Now, if they're pumping it up now, they've got it. They've got something planned. And I have true faith that after this crossover, if they're gonna go that route. We're in for a fucking. I mean, what treat. they've done so, with Arrow, like I'm excited. I believe I believe that they can do it. As hard as it is for me to say that, because like I'm still hurting about Flashpoint, you guys like that. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, I I I want to believe in the writers because of what we've seen with with Arrow alone this season, how they course corrected. So. Like we've been saying all season, just just let's hand over the reins. Like let's just believe in the writers. And God, I hope they don't fucking lie because I'm done if they do. Oh my god! All right, L- Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I think um, I think along the way with all of these shows, um, there have been. Moments of weakness for them. There's been full seasons of weakness for them. And there's been complaints or at least speculation of, you know, how long can they keep things up? How long can they keep going on the the, the path that they're going and, and all of that? And uh, I think I think they need a total Arrowverse wide shakeup. And that doesn't mean cancel a show necessarily, but it does mean a big change for all of them uh you that we have to feel the consequences of crisis on infinite earths it was the very first huge huge multiverse wide like restructuring of everything so many things and people died so many worlds died and the ones that lived kept going on it just we have to feel the consequences of that do we need your favorite character and also Spectre is a really big part of that because he uh, brought different people together to <laughs> defeat the Anti-Monitor. And I hope we see Anti-Monitor. But um, is that like anti-pasta? this has been this yes. this has been my latest request for Spectre in the TV series or any TV series at all. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Good night. All right. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Nicole, do you have any wants and needs out of this? Uh, just. Be as amazing as Elseworlds was, if not better. Do you think they set the bar too high with Elseworlds? I, you know, I'm not. I'm not really sure. They may have, but because- I don't know. I'm. I always go into these things with an open mind because who fucking knows what they are planning out there. See, for me, like I, I always I watch these things multiple times, not because I was trying to do show notes, because I wanted to see what the fuck I missed. Yo, I bought them. Oh, yeah. I bought them on iTunes, dude. Ooh. I bought all three of them. You <laughs> nerd. Yeah, I bought them, so I have them. Damn. I, I didn't want to watch commercials, dude. I was like, fuck this. I want this. So I bought all three of them. I have them now. What are you going to do without that $6? Uh, I don't know. Not buy a tank of gas or one oh, gallon. Okay. Okay. One gallon. One gallon of <laughs> gas. Gas in Arizona one now. One gallon Shit. of gas. 
It's for six dollars. It's six dollars. You didn't know that? Okay. You didn't know that? This is like another universe then because it's only three dollars over here. You know, over there on Earth 90. <laughs> Steve, Steve, what do you want? So the one thing that I would have wanted more than anything we already got, and I just looked it up to to refresh my memory, but that, that classic sh- cover of, of Soup's holding Supergirl, but we got that in an episode of Supergirl. Um, so given that I already got what I would have hoped for and asked for, listen here, Caesar. Um <laughs> I, I, I wish the camera was on Ryan doing the thumb thing, but yeah. it's on you and Nicole right now. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, it, since I already got that, um, I, I, I really don't know. I don't know what I want. I, I want it to be, to what Ryan said, I want it to be more accurate, or I want it to be accurate, maybe not necessarily more, but I want it to be, I, I don't want to walk away feeling like I got gypped. Um, and... and I think the the shows have done such a great job in in recent years or recent um seasons where we're getting closer to what we all know the stories to be versus what we've been seeing on film and i appreciate the fact that they're just saying you know what let's just go all in and try it and see what happens Mm -hmm. tell stories right yeah tell stories tell the stories that we all love don't don't change them up We, we love them because of what they were so give us what we want we're the paying public Sort of. Sort of. Sort of, kind of. Ryan is. So, yes, we are the pay public We are now. the pay. Wait, wait. wait. Am I not, I'm not the guy that's paying for him, and then you guys are just going to mooch him off me. Is that? Hey, no. No. Why would we ever do that? Uh-huh. Can Maybe. You, can I get your password? Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. Real quick. Uh-oh. Um, I, uh, I love when they integrate art, like comic art, into the shows. So, like... The same way that they did that cool Easter egg of like a Jim Lee sketch for the quick sketch that yeah, Oliver yeah, yeah. did. Um, oh, it would cool. be cool if they did something for Crisis that was like Alex Ross stuff. Like something. Because he did this like really, really big print. I know that he wasn't the one like doing stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Um, That's going to cost him an arm and a leg. Dude. Oh, I know, Alex Ross right, isn't, right. isn't cheap. I just, had, I, I just had this memory of like that. That, that really awesome. That really like mm-hmm. big lithograph thing that he did the that's panorama like of, it of is crisis. superman holding the supergirl and it doesn't have to be an alex ross thing maybe it's like the the like old maybe it's um, bob ross maybe it's like the 80s <laughs> yeah maybe, it's bob ross. Maybe, maybe like the 80s comic art know you know what bitch. i mean like i'm just gonna put a happy anti-monitor right here like maybe do some like opening stuff in the the 80s comic art style you know like perez style but i i don't know something like some cool I love those Easter eggs. Those are always neat for me. Angelica, what do you want out of this crossover coming in the fall? I already told you for them to not fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) My one request. Don't fuck this up. I'm pretty much on Angelica's (laughs) side over here. Oh, my God. If we we can get our John Diggle, John Stewart action... That that's a cherry on top of them mm. not fucking it up. We, I, mm-hmm. it, for me, it's uh, Wally West has got to come back into it because Wally West and Barry were such a big fucking force in it. Is it is it going to be Wally West the same die? Wally? No, honestly, <laughs> he got so much better on Legends that I don't hate him as a character anymore. Yeah, it, it's going to be hard to convince was, everybody else because we've had that experience with him to yeah. see him change a little bit. But it was black and white. Like honestly, like the the difference That's was. Racist. I was going to say, wow. Wally's white now, guys. You can make Wild Dog lovable, and I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. Yeah, if you can make Wild Dog lovable. Then I absolutely believe in our writers now that they can turn things around, which is why I'm like, we just have to believe in our writers. Yeah, I think I think Legends was able to break away from what. Wally was already written into because he was going on to a different show with a different crew of writers and they were like, all right, let's shake this up. Let's freshen it up a little bit. Let's, you know, let's, let's make him a more likable character the way he, you know, should be. And, uh, and they did a great job at that. And so I think returning this newer version of Wally to Flash, at least for this big event, like it's, it's possible to make him like, and like you said, it's a big event. So you got to bring him back. You got to bring Lex in. You got to do all these things that we have access to these characters and be 
as truthful as you can to our source material because you're not dealing with, oh, this came out of Flash Volume 4, 73, and, you know, some random fucking book yeah. that we Hey, not- and maybe Kate Kane happens to know a detective by the name of Jim Corrigan, and, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we get some cool new characters, too. I don't know. Bring back Firestorm. You got. You got oh, you to. Have you to, have to. Have to. Because the Anti Monitor introduced Kill, um, Killer Frost and Firestorm and made them like fall in love with each other Ooh. to further his agenda. Like that was a thing. And so those are the things that I need <clears throat> to go forward. And believing in what they did with these Else Worlds again, it wasn't the Else Worlds that I had pictured in my head, but I accept what they did. Um, but they have to follow through with the Easter eggs and doing right by the characters and that's what is going to make this next crossover successful i agree so with that i think we're done for today we're actually done for the year because this is our final show of the year we'll (laughs) we'll see everybody in 2019 thank you ryan thank you thank you lauren hey thanks thank you nicole hey thanks thank you steve you're welcome thank you angelica this You're an idiot, Steve. <laughs> Why do you hate this? You're saying goodbye? I think it's because I was last and I was like, I don't want it. It's like when you're like waiting for a hug when you're saying goodbye to your family and you're just like. You're like, I'm getting Aah. the smell of everybody else on me. Ugh. I don't know. Do they smell that bad? I think I'm, like, I think I'm just a cat. Instinct. I have deodorant on. I'm just a cat lady. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Well, and, and thank you to our listeners and our fans. Uh, that'll do it for today's DC on CW Elseworlds. Remember, you can always catch any past and future episodes on DCOnCW.com. While we're on break, go ahead and follow us on the Twitter at DCOnCW, Facebook.com slash DCOnCW, and Instagram, DCON underscore CW. See you later. Did I mess it all you up? You messed it up. You it's Whatever. DC underscore on underscore CW. Bye. I know because I say it every week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bebo want cuddles.